This is Unmind with Great Cloud Michael Elliston Roshi. Principles of Zazen Number Two Upright Seated Meditation For your heart's content, all you have to do is sit still and long enough. Picking up from where we left off in the last segment, Master Dogen has introduced the practical, stripped-down approach to method that is unique to Zen, our upright seated meditation, Zazen. After reviewing his reference to non-thinking as the natural state of mind, and his declaration that it, along with the natural sitting posture and natural breath, form the very basis for Zazen, we continue. Zazen is not step-by-step meditation. Rather, it is simply the easy and pleasant practice of a Buddha, the realization of the Buddha's wisdom. Master Dogen reminds us that while to teach or even discuss anything, we have to break it down into distinct steps, digestible bites. Zazen actually works on a holistic basis. It is better not to look for the particular stage of development or progress that we may be experiencing. This kind of linear thinking leads to expectations, specifically of the, quote, next stage, how to get there, and when we will arrive. The final stage being some construct of enlightenment. Until we reach it, we are forever frustrated. Zazen instead is the seal of Buddha, direct realization of wisdom in real time and space. Let it go at that. The truth appears, there being no delusion. If you understand this, you are completely free, like a dragon that has obtained water, or a tiger that reclines on a mountain. The supreme law will then appear of itself, and you will be free of weariness and confusion. Note that the truth appears. We do not come to some conclusion, and that there is no delusion from the beginning. Otherwise, the truth would not appear to us. This represents the only true freedom that is not dependent upon circumstance. Water to the dragon quenches its terrible thirst. A tiger reclining on a mountain is, at long last, truly home. The supreme law will and must, quote, appear of itself. Nothing we can do can make it appear. But if and when it does, we will be free of weariness and confusion. What could be more desirable? Then Dogen returns from the inspirational to the practical. At the completion of Zazen, move your body slowly and stand up calmly. Do not move violently. 
There are practical reasons for moving carefully. Your body has adapted to the posture and you may injure yourself by moving abruptly. But I think the larger implication is that there is really no dividing line here. Transitioning from sitting to standing or walking, or lying down for that matter, does not divide Zen practice into compartments. We are not practicing only when sitting and not practicing at all when not sitting. Zen practice is seamless. But all activities are not equivalent to Zazen. It is truly special. By virtue of Zazen, it is possible to transcend the difference between quote, common and quote, sacred and attain the ability to die while doing Zazen or while standing up. Transcending common and sacred as attitudes projected upon reality is illustrated by doing Zazen at Eheiji Monastery in Japan or in your basement. Same thing. Attaining the ability to die in any circumstance is a bit more challenging. In other translations, it is explained that many masters in the history of Zen have actually sat down and died when the time came, as did Master Dogen. But that this would even represent a desirable attainment would raise eyebrows in skeptical America. Why would anyone want to develop such an ability? What would be the point? Moreover, it is impossible for our discriminating mind to understand either how the Buddhas and patriarchs express the essence of Zen to their disciples with finger, pole, needle, or mallet, or how they passed on enlightenment with a hoss, fist, staff, or shout. Neither can this be understood through supernatural power or a dualistic view of practice and enlightenment. Dogen profiles the transmission of Buddhism as something that is completely beyond ordinary understanding. That the most mundane thing or simple gesture in the hands of a master will do to transmit the essence of Zen and trigger an insight in their students beggars the imagination. It has nothing to do with supernatural superstition but turns on the non-duality of practice enlightenment. Zazen is a practice beyond the subjective and objective worlds, beyond discriminating thinking. Therefore, no distinction should be made between the clever and the stupid. Zazen is our gate to this reality beyond so-called subjectivity and objectivity. Discriminating thinking can help us to appreciate its unique method and place in our Zen practice, but ultimately must be set aside in the process of apprehending its effect. We cannot think our way to insight. In fact, our very cleverness may form a barrier. Stupid may be an inappropriate choice. Sekiro Kisen's 
quote, human faculties are sharp or dull, provides a more neutral expression. The point is that insight does not play favorites. To practice the way single-heartedly is, in itself, enlightenment. There is no gap between practice and enlightenment, or zazen and daily life. A couple other distinctions pushing back against cultural definitions of enlightenment, repeating that practice itself is enlightenment. No need to attach to a goal or objective. And that daily life, just as it is, is not separate from the practice of Zazen. It may make more sense to say that there is no gap between Zen and daily life. The Dogen was promoting Zazen specifically, not Zen as such. In fact, he lobbied against using the contemporary term in place of Buddhism. For his students, and perhaps for lay people as well, he is making the point that sitting in Zazen is entirely integrated with everyday concerns. The Buddhas and patriarchs, both in this world and that, in India and in China, have all preserved the Buddha mind and enhanced Zen training. You should therefore devote yourself exclusively to and be completely absorbed in the practice of Zazen. Although it is said that there are innumerable ways of understanding Buddhism, you should do Zazen alone. As a kind of credentialing to this teaching, similar to Thus Have I Heard as a traditional introduction to a sutra recitation, Dogen reminds us that this Zazen is and was the practice of the ancestors. And thus, and therefore, you would do worse than to devote yourself to this method. Doing Zazen alone, in spite of the innumerable teachings, I take to mean we should at least do Zazen, making it our sole refuge. There is no reason to forsake your own sitting place and make futile trips to other countries. If your first step is mistaken, you will stumble immediately. Rephrasing the third comment question from the beginning of the tract, Dogen makes clear that he means to point out the futility of traveling far and wide to find the Dharma. This has a touch of irony in that he himself has just returned from a long, arduous, and dangerous journey to China. But the first step toward it is a step away from it, as it is, quote, completely present where you are. Do what he says, not what he did. You have already had the good fortune to be born with a precious human body, so do not waste your time meaninglessly. We have the same basic equipment, the materials and tools to work with, that Buddha and Dogen had. Birth as a human being, the necessary pivot point, Japanese yoki, required for awakening. However, there is no time to waste 
It has taken a long time to dig yourself into the hole that you find yourself in, and will take some time to dig your way out. Now that you know what is the most important thing in Buddhism, how can you be satisfied with the transient world? Our bodies are like dew on the grass, and our lives like a flash of lightning, vanishing in a moment. After all this commentary, he assumes we have been able to extract his main point, the most important thing. The point of Buddhism is said to be the point of existence itself. Again, the sense of urgency, the plea to stop wasting time meaninglessly. And this in a world that had no internet, no social media, no TV, no radio, no electricity. Not wasting our time meaninglessly is more problematic today than ever. Earnest Zen trainees do not be surprised by a real dragon or spend a long time rubbing only one part of an elephant. Exert yourself in the way that points directly to your original Buddha nature. Saying the same thing in different words, the real dragon I take to be the power of insight that we find in Zazen if we sit still enough for long enough. When we see the dragon, do we hear it roar, as the priest asked the dragon painter in a story related by Matsuoka Roshi? Wasting time investigating only one dimension of the whole is Buddha's admonition on blind men feeling different parts of an elephant. Instead, we should put our full exertion into the Zen way. It can only reveal the truth that is already true. Respect those who have realized full knowledge and have nothing more to do. Become one with the wisdom of the Buddhas and succeed to the enlightenment of the patriarchs. This full knowledge of the truth of our existence represents the culmination of our life's work we have, quote, nothing more to do. Of course, Dogen and the other ancestors of Zen did plenty more following their insight. They re-entered the marketplace, like the ox herd, with helping hands. But as for themselves, they had nothing more to do, nothing missing, nothing extra. This is the simple wisdom of the Buddhas and enlightenment of the patriarchs. We should make mention of the matriarchs of Zen as well. If you do Zazen for some time, you will realize all this. The treasure house will then open of itself, and you will be able to enjoy it to your heart's content. Again, trust in the original mind. If you simply sit still enough for long enough, this will become clear. Like Buddha's analogy of the jar of silty water, settling on the shelf until it becomes clear again. And again, 
you will not pry open the gate to the treasure house by might and main or sheer willpower, but instead it will open of itself. No amount of self-centered striving is going to help, but your heart's content is guaranteed. Unmind is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. You can support these teachings by PayPal to donate at STorder.org. Gashou.